You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. ...about a relationship, but they want to disregard any responsibility that comes with that relationship. You know, relationships have responsibilities. And just because we are in the uh, New Testament uh, does not remove the responsibilities that we have of being a child of God. Uh, my kids, there are many times where they would do something, I say, Browns don't do that. And they're like, well, so-and-so does it. It doesn't matter. Uh, Browns don't do that. Uh, there were different guidelines that we put in, and that was, that was something that I was trying to ingrain in them. There were certain things, because of you're a part of my family, that we were going to do things certain ways. And you know what, God, uh, as, as our Heavenly Father, He has the right to put some precepts and statutes and judgments and testimonies and commandments in our life. Uh, but there are pharisaical groups that all they focus on is the outward appearance, on the regulations. But you know, I've been in independent Baptist churches um, basically my entire, all my saved life, and I don't find that being the, the normal. I don't find that being uh, what the major focus is. Are there people like that? Absolutely. But as a whole, I don't believe that that is uh, the focus. Uh, but there are people that uh, are focused on that. But Jesus did say in John 14, 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. If ye love me, keep my commandments. You see, Jesus tied obedience to love. There are, there are groups of people that are out there on social media right now uh, that are emphasizing, uh, there's groups called the uh, recovering in, uh, IFBs. Uh, recovering independent fundamental Baptist. What a sad situation. Uh, you know what? I have been saved. Uh, I got saved in an independent fundamental Baptist church. I am so thankful for the churches that God has placed me in, uh, for the preaching, the teaching, the guidance. I'm thankful for the guardrails that uh, were put up to keep me from going off the freeway uh, into a ditch. I'm so thankful for that. Uh, but there are so many that are trying to tear everything down. And the idea is all we have to do is focus on love. And love is important. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. That is true, absolutely. But love and obedience go hand in hand. You cannot separate the two. You cannot say, I love God, and be an adulterer. It's not true. If you love me, keep my commandments. Thou shalt not commit adultery. You cannot love God and be a thief. Don't get quiet on me. Thou shalt not steal. It's in the Old Testament, but it's in the New Testament too. It only had to be said once anyway. 
But, but here, you can't say that. If, if I say that I love my wife, and I love my kids, and I love my family, but, but, uh, that, but I am immoral and I cheat on my wife, that is not showing love. You would say that man does not, if somebody was an adulterer, you would not say that that individual loved their spouse. You would not say that somebody that abused their child or neglected their child loved their children. It doesn't matter what they say. There is an action that follows. And love has an action that will follow. And we cannot say what we say uh, does not matter. It is what we do. What we say doesn't matter. There are people that tell me they love God, but... They will not go to church. I've had people tell me, oh, Pastor, I love God, but they're shacking up with somebody. I don't care what they say. Their actions say something different. He said, well, you're judging. No, I'm just seeing what the Bible says. That's what God says. You see, God says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If we are going to disregard the commands of God, then we are saying, Lord, I don't love you enough to obey you. Is that right? So here, when we look at this passage of Scripture, and the Lord is emphasizing love, He is not de-emphasizing obedience. He is not de-emphasizing commandments. He is not de-emphasizing the importance of having biblical guidelines and structures and standards and convictions. He is not saying that these things don't matter, because they do matter. Because my love is going to reveal that I am going to be obedient to my Savior. And so Jesus tied love to obedience, and you cannot get away from that. There is no way around it. So here, when we look at the first and second, these first and the second of the great commandments, love for God and loving others, uh, this, does this love or these commandments, precepts, statutes, testimonies, uh, do they undermine them? Absolutely not. So here... Tonight, I want to look at, as we look at these two great commandments, and really focusing on the first, I want to speak to you on the subject tonight, first things first. First things first. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get to second things. But first things first. You and I, we have to keep our heart. He said, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And if we are going to guard our heart and we are going to love the Lord the way he wants us to love, we have got to do first things first. And so uh, that's the title of the message tonight. Father, I pray that you would help us this evening. May the Spirit of God just meet needs as only you can. Uh, for those that are here in the auditorium, for those that are watching online, I pray that each of us, Lord, would allow the Spirit of God uh, to speak to our hearts, lead us, guide us, chasten us, encourage us, whatever 
whatever the need, uh, may you do a work in our lives. Help this church, Lord, to be what you would want it to be. Help this body of believers uh, to recognize the, the necessity of keeping you first. And I pray that uh, as we do so, that you would use us to make an impact, a difference in this nation, in this community. Uh, so help us now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Here, in response to the question uh, that, that the Lord was given in Mark 12, 28, the Lord, com- he, he quoted Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5, and then he qualifies the law and the prophets again uh, when he quotes Leviticus 19, 18. And here, as he is emphasizing loving uh, God and then emphasizing loving our, our neighbors, uh, there, there was a, a, a desire desire that the Lord had for us to understand about how this love uh, was intertwined uh, with, with, uh, uh, with the commandments. Uh, love and commandments are intertwined. They are intertwined. Romans 13 verses 8 through 10. Romans 13, 8 to 10. The Bible says, O no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Let's read that last statement there together. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let's read that again. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So in verse number eight, he said, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Then he says, therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So what do we find here? We find that the law and love commands of God in obedience to God and the love, they are completely intertwined. One is fulfilling the other. So when we are exhibiting love, we are then fulfilling the law. We are following. We are being obedient to uh, what God has said. James 1.22, the Bible says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Have you ever deceived your own self? I have. I've talked myself into thinking I was right when I was wrong. You know, we have got to be honest. If there is no honesty with self, there is no honesty with God. How can I humble myself and come before a holy God when I don't even recognize my own wrong, my own sin. See, there has to be honesty. There has to be that, that ability to recognize what is wrong in our life so we can get things right. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be a doer, not a hearer. Uh, God expects us not just to know his word. He expects us to do his word. Have you ever looked at your child and said, did you hear me? Are you listening to me? 
I'm not just talking to hear myself talk. Has anybody else said that? There is an expectation when we speak that our children are going to respond. And let me tell you, our Heavenly Father, when He speaks, He expects His children to respond. Uh, it is not optional. If it's not optional for your five-year-old, then why is it optional for us? It's not. God expects us to be obedient. Uh, this love is going to reveal that we are being obedient. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Let me tell you something. There are people that are in the world. There are people within the churches that are deceiving. Uh, they are deceived and they are deceiving other people. And you and I, we need to understand that we have to be uh, coming back to what God says, realizing what God is telling us, so we are following him. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be deceived. I do not want to be deceived. So when we look at Mark chapter 12 and verse 30, when he says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, what does that mean? look like it's one thing to say it but what does it look like how does that play out how does it play out when we say we love the Lord with all our heart with all our soul with all our mind with all our strength because if we don't even know what it looks like we can't do it It's not a gushy feeling. It's not this emotional, well, I just felt so good. That's not what love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength looks like. So here we're going to just look at these words and, and, and I just want to uh, help us to where it's not just something that we say we do, but that there's truly a reality in our life. So we can fulfill this. It's one thing just to be able to quote a verse. It's sort of like when somebody goes through a tragedy and you quote Romans 8, 28 to him. Is it true? Absolutely. But unless you've been there, you can't really convey that compassion that help that they need. So here, what does this love look like? I referred earlier to my wife, and I can say I love my wife, and I do. I can say I love my children, and I do. I can say I love my grandchildren, and I really do. I can say I love my mom, and my brother and my sister, uh, my family, I can say I love them, and I, and I do. But what does that look like? You see, we almost have to put some 
skin on these relationships. So we can understand how to transfer that love toward God. So what does this love for family look like? Well, it's going to look like care. And it's going to look like kindness. And it's going to look like thoughtfulness. It's going to look like generosity and giving. It's, it's going to look like time. It's going to have fellowship, relationship. It's, it's going to have fun. There will be joy. Now, if that's what we look at in a relationship down here, how does that transfer to God? How much fun do we have in His presence? If I called Deb and or on Friday and said, okay, honey, I'm going to take you out to lunch because I have to. You know, we used to date. I guess I still got to date you. So get ready at this time, and I'm going to take you out. How much fun would that date be? Her birthday rolls around, and I buy her a gift. Well, you know, I guess I had to get something, so here. Here. That would not communicate love. I wonder what we truly communicate to God. When we come before God and open up His book, I need three chapters in the Old Testament, two chapters in the New Testament, one proverb for the day. Let me check that off. Let's be honest. We come before Him in prayer. Are we excited about coming before Him? You see, What's it, what does this look like? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Love. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's what God is saying. This is the first commandment. This is the very beginning. This is first things first. And here the Lord wants us uh, to, to love him uh, with all our heart, soul, and mind. He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. This is an imperative. God is commanding us. God is telling us that this is what uh, it should look like. Uh, agapesis is the word there. Uh, comes from the Greek word agape. But agapesis, and it means to have great affection or care for, to have great loyalty towards, to cherish, to love. And he says that thou shalt love, uh, cherish, uh, uh, have affection towards me. Uh, you should, uh, you and I need to, to desire to be in the presence of God. We should desire to know him better. 
when Deb and I first started dating, um, I was 12 and she was three. No, you're both three. And so, uh, no, we started dating, and, and when we were dating, uh, she, would write, she would write letters. And I'm not talking about just, uh, I like you, do you like me, uh, check no or check yes. I mean, she would write, she would write these long, uh, long letters, and it would be page after page after page. And I had never written anything in my life. And so she'd write me 10 pages, and we just saw each other on Wednesday. And I'd write about three lines. Hi, how are you? Have a good week. See you at church on Sunday. I mean, what else do you say? And, and I had no idea where to go with that. Uh, I was gone uh, over in eastern Washington picking cherries for the summer. And, and she ends up mailing me every week. I think one of the letters was like 18 or 20 pages. And I'm reading this thing and it's like, oh no. <laughs> She's going to expect me to write her back. I don't know if I ever did or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wonder what God thinks. He's given us his word. But do we desire to read it? Do we, do we look forward to opening up? He said, uh, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Uh, the Lord thy God. Uh, the, uh, notice the focus here, the personality of it, the personal, uh, personal uh, place here. It's your God, thy God. It's not just God, thou shalt love God, it's thou shalt love the Lord thy God. The position that he has in our life, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, there's a personal relationship that God wants us to have toward him. And he said that we should love him with all thy heart. That word all, holos, uh, and it literally just means whole, entire, complete, uh, everything. He said all thy heart. Uh, when we look at the word heart here, it's the word that we get cardia from, uh, cardio. Uh, and so Greek, it's the word cardia. And it's the focus of a person's thoughts and minds and volition, their emotions, their knowledge of right and wrong. It is, it is their conscience. It is who they are. Uh, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Then he says, uh, it's that inner self. That's your center is the, uh, the term there, your center. It is the real you. Uh, he says, in all thy soul. It is the word psyche. The Greek word psyche uh, that we get psychology from is the word soul here. And it's your inner self, your minds, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. So one side is, is tying to uh, our, our the real you, uh, your emotions, and then uh, your thoughts and your feelings. And then he says, all thy mind. And all of these are interchangeable so many times in Scripture. But the Lord broke all of these out in this passage. And what he is saying is, there isn't any part of you that I don't want you to be focused on me. God is not a God who expects a compartmentalized Christian. He wants every part of us. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all our heart. Secondly, with all our soul. Thirdly, with all our mind. That's our understanding, our intelligence. Some of us struggle there, don't we? 
uh, and uh, so uh, our intelligence, but all of our intelligence is our disposition. It's our purpose. It's our plan, if you would. It's the impulses. What are our impulses? God says, I want your impulses to be leaning towards me. I want your very being to be leaning my direction. And then he said, with all thy strength. The word strength there is literally strength, power, might. It is our capabilities. God says, I want you to love me with all of your abilities. All that you can accomplish. You know, God adds us to the church because we have some capabilities. We have some abilities to add to the body. And God says, listen, I want you to love me with all of your abilities. Our abilities should not just go to our employer. They should not just go to, uh, to our career and our own future. God says, I want you to love me. And when he's talking about loving him, we see that that love is tied to obedience. So now as I am loving him with all of these areas, then I am allowing his word to guide my path, my steps. We look in Proverbs, and, and in Proverbs, over and over again, we find the way, the path, the steps. And what is he doing? Uh, he is trying to direct us to follow a path path that he is trying to uh, lead us down for his purposes. And he says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And so first things first, the Lord showed and demonstrated his love unequivocally for us. He he demonstrated his love not by what he said, but by what he did. And we manifest, we reveal our love by our actions. Now, first things first. Is it just about what we do? No. But when we love him, our actions will change. They will change. You know, it's part of maturity, isn't it? I used to have to have my mom tell me to change my underclothes. Now my wife has to tell me. No, I don't need anybody to tell me that. I used to be told to take a bath and to brush my teeth. Nobody has to tell me that. Take a bath. <laughs> no, but nobody has to tell us that now. Why? Maturity. In the Christian life, we may need those rules and guidelines for a period of time to keep us safe while we're learning. But at some point, they should not be the focus. 
at some point, we should move beyond the thou shalts and the thou shalt nots. And it will reveal the heart that God is trying to get us to when he said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You see, our actions reveal who and what is first in our life. You're here tonight, and what does that do? That reveals that you have made some purposeful decisions about being in the house of God. All right? Now, hopefully, the adults here tonight made that decision because they love the Lord. Some of the kids may be here because they want to see their friends. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because they're kids. But it shouldn't be that's it shouldn't stay there. It shouldn't be that I'm there because I'm expected to be there. Well, if I'm going to be an usher, then I got to show up for the other services. Well, I'm going to sing in the choir. I want to sing in the choir, but, you know, if I, if I sing in the choir, i got to be at the services. Well, yes, that is the reality, but that shouldn't be why we're here. You see, there's spiritual growth that all of us need to have. And in our own personal walk, though there are guidelines that are established, though there are things that, uh, that are commanded that we follow, first things first, uh, our uh, actions reveal who and what is important or first in our lives. Maybe it's our work, maybe it's our hobbies, maybe it's just our personal responsibilities, our family, our church. Uh, none of those are bad, but none of those should be the motive of why we are serving the Lord. We ought to be here because we love Him. And out of a love for him, we are going to be where he would want us to be. I want to be places where I'm going to be sharpened. I want to be places where I'm going to hear the, the word of God. I want, to, I want to grow. I want to learn more about him. First things first. And so if the Lord is in the right place in your marriage, you're going to benefit. If the Lord is in the right place in your life, your children, your parenting will, will benefit from that. Your family will benefit. If the Lord is in the right place, uh, your mind, your heart, your fulfillment, your peace, all of those will fall into place. But too often we start chasing some of these other things that we desire in our life. And we get that as our focus instead of loving the Lord thy God. And then we wonder, how come there's no fulfillment? It's because God didn't promise fulfillment for just going through the motions. You know what? There are some Catholic people that are so committed. They are committed to a false religion. Their commitment, they're following the wrong guidelines 
will not benefit them. Isn't that sad? And just because we know the truth, knowing the truth will not benefit us either. Just knowing I'm supposed to love the Lord thy God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength isn't going to change anything. It is only if I am going to do it. And so here when we look at this, first things first. Is God first? Are we loving him with all our heart, with our, all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength? That's the goal. I don't believe any of us have arrived there. I read these passages and I am convicted because I know I've got a long way to go. And with that, there are some areas that we can grow in. But let's not just allow it to be academic in our mind. Let's do something about it. Father, I pray that you would help. Thank you for uh, your word and, Lord, just the instruction you give to us and I pray tonight that all of us would look into our own life. And Lord, may you just reveal, manifest, help us to recognize really where we are. And may you do a work in each and every one of our lives. Lord, I pray that you would help us to take a step of growth. Lord, work uh, in the lives of your children. Work in the life of Bible Baptist Church. Uh, help us corporately. But Lord, help us individually to realize where we are in this journey and help us, Lord, to love you more. And so I pray that you'd work now in this invitation. Speak to hearts, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. Lord, spoke to your heart. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.